Hey gearheads and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, rev our engines, or just need a bit more conversation. And unlike last week's episode where we had no gears to grind or engines to rev. Oh man. We had a plenty (laughs) (laughs) this week. So uh, shifting gears entirely from last week's episode, if you have not caught it yet, uh, we talked all things electrification. Again. In the Ford Mustang Mach-E premium extended range all-wheel drive. Yeah. Did I get it all in there? I I think I did. I hope so. (laughs) So uh, we were blessed by Ford uh, with that vehicle for a week, and we tested it out and gave you our thoughts and opinions on last week's episode. Uh, We're actually... Well into our three videos on YouTube reviewing That's right. said Mach-E. Yep. So if you want to, go over to youtube.com slash talk and go watch our videos on that thing right there. Uh, we've got a race that you and I did. Yeah. We have a road trip from Tyler, Texas to Amarillo, Texas. Not my fault. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we will have, if you're listening to this as it comes out, we will have our final review video coming out next Tuesday as you're listening to this. Yes. On launch day. Or this Tuesday. Right. Just whenever you're listening. What, so, it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, October 5th. If, if that, there we go. If that helps. Yeah. Take the whole... 2021. Yeah. The whole time variable out of there. Star date. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, no. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. You're <laughs> diving too deep into the... Yeah. No. So this week, we, again, shifted gears entirely. We had, uh, (laughs) it was very interesting getting into uh, the 2021 Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro immediately after getting (laughs) out of 1,200 miles in the Mustang Mach-E. Yeah. Because the practically two ends of the spectrum there. You've got the new age, the newfangled, the young... Uh, up and coming, supposed to be the wave of the future in the Mach-E. And then you've got the tried and true dinosaur in the Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro that hasn't really, at its core, changed in decades, I want to say, because really it's been some facelifts, some nips, some tucks here and there, and general lipstick, well, not even lipstick on a pig, but... The terminology applies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it yeah, because I did kind of some of the same thing. So we had the Tacoma on Friday. You were on your way back. Yes, uh, on that same Friday. So that I, entire Friday, <laughs> I, yeah, all of it. <laughs> and so I took the Tacoma that morning when it got dropped off. I drove it around for that day. Swapped out with you that evening, and uh, and yeah, it was a it was a, a culture shock. Very much so, a culture shock going from one to the other. I almost felt like I could not drive getting into the taco because, <laughs> I kid you not, the first time I stepped on the brake, I like lurched forward. I was like, okay, this is a different experience. Yeah. Recalibrate this the is, brain. This is all different. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, all, yeah, definitely a, an entire recalibration. And uh, Yeah, just opposite ends of the spectrum. Pendulum swing severely one way and then severely the other when it came to these two rigs. And so the whole reason we had the taco yeah. was because of what was replacing the Mach-E in our test fleet for the week. Uh, we said adieu to the Mach-E and picked up 
a 2021 Ford Ranger Lariat with a trimmer off-road package yeah. in cyber orange. And you loved that orange, I, didn't you? I really did. I, color, I want yellow. more color. Like, I, I don't even care that it was school bus yellow. <laughs> I was the one who posted on Instagram that, like, as I was passing a bus, I took a picture where you could yep. see some of the hood. I was like, it, it it's awfully daggum close. They're the same. To, to, to being it's the, the same. same. So Except for the pearl. It's the yeah. same color. And I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> my son was rightfully calling it yellow yep. the, the entire time. So yep. uh, the way he differentiated the two, because... Again, we swapped back and forth and back and forth between the two of them. Uh, they were the green truck and the yellow truck. Yeah. So the Tacoma was in the lunar rock color, which has some green tones. Yeah. It's a green, gray, blue. And then we had the cyber orange uh, Ranger that was actually yellow. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yellow versus green, Ford versus Toyota, Ranger versus Taco. Yeah. Yeah. We took them out. And had a little bit of fun one day out at Barnwell Mountain Recreation Area. We put them through their paces. Yes, we did. Uh, we obviously could have done so much more because practically what we did, we did a little low speed, we did a little high speed, yeah, and we didn't do a lot of anything uh, because, again, time restrictions. We had one afternoon and just the two of us yeah. uh, to get the content we needed. So uh, we tested articulation, we tested some high speed, how it handled uh, whoops and loose sand traction. Um, you know, last time we went out to Barnwell, there were some whoops and some oops. <laughs> not, not really any oops this I, time. I definitely duplicated the oops again. Well, that that was in the other vehicle, was it not? We, it, we, was, it was in the Ranger. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, there was, I was, yeah. When we were on our way out, I kind of got a little carried away climbing a hill and <laughs> didn't realize that the road would fall out from under me as quickly as it did twice. Nice. Uh, yeah, twice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I did not follow those that <laughs> same um, line of thinking or error in judgment yeah. or... Whoops. Yeah. It handled it very well. Oh, well, I should hope that it, it would because this is coming from the same company that gave us the Raptor yes. F-150. Mm -hmm. And... I have been high speed. Uh, I don't want to say uh, high speed's even a stretch because we are limited to 22 miles per hour. But I have gone off road fast in a Bronco, which again is the same skeleton as this Ranger. Right. And thoroughly enjoyed that experience. So, yes, I, I could see where that would be. Uh, it, it, fun. Yeah, it handled it well. I'll, I'll, we'll just leave it there. It handled it very well. So uh, what we're going to do for you here on this podcast is kind of play a little bit of top trumps with the specs, which we did not get into too much audibly. I'll, I'll do a, a, a graphic on the screen uh, giving all these dimensions and the horsepower and stuff like that as we uh, drive around and enjoy the scenery out at Barnwell on the video. So that review is coming. Go find it on YouTube as well. It'll be after all the Mustang stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or the Mark E stuff, gotta depending on what camp you're in. <laughs> gotta get back to the oil burning rigs again. Yes, yes. Clear so, all that electricity out of my veins. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to play a little Top Trumps with uh, some off-road specs, 
some uh, on-road specs, essentially, because how well do they do? Yep. And then you and I can give our opinions of both having them for three plus days a piece and just kind of give our thoughts, impressions, uh, rants, raves, shortcomings, how, however that may be. And if you're not one that just totally geeks out over the details and specs. I mean, these two rigs are so closely pitted to each other that some of this gets real muddy real quick. Yes. So um, if if that's the case, you have my blessing to skip you know a few minutes down the podcast to get to the good stuff and Let, the reviews. Let's and the, challenge you know. ourselves to keep this part to five minutes. Ooh. Can, can we do it? Ooh, I'm five looking minutes. At, I'm looking at the timer right here. Okay. So. We can do it. All right. I have faith in this. Ready to go. So you are taking <laughs> the Ford <laughs> Ranger right. Lariat Trimmer off-road package. Yeah, we're already out of time. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I'm going to take the uh, Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro with the double cab. So both of these were crew cab trucks Yep. with the shorter bed that is offered because I do believe you can still get a long bed on both. You can get a, a, a six-foot bed on <laughs> the crew cab Toyota, yes. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. I think they look fantastic. Uh, I, it's the same problem I have with the Gladiator. Uh, the proportions just aren't right unless you lift them. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. uh, we'll dig into approach angle on the Ranger. Matt, what you got? Oh, approach angle. You jumped. See, I thought we were going to start like... High level stuff. No, no, you, no, you went full blown yeah, off road. Oh Let's, my goodness! Uh, okay, we're, we're on a five li- minute right. time limit. Approach here. angle on the Trimmer Super Crew four by four, thirty point nine inches. Uh, no, TRD degrees. Yes, um, not inches. Goodness, my, I gotta get TRD Pro thirty five degrees. Uh, so I can tackle a much steeper grade yeah, coming to yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see departure angle for your. Blessed blue oval over there. What you got? Twenty-seven-one. Twenty-three-nine. Ooh. <laughs> Which I will say, uh, we did experience just a little bit of that uh, yeah. off-roading. I, I, I drug, I drug a little bootay <laughs> with the, the TRD out there. Well, uh, good thing there was a hitch out there. Yeah. <laughs> You're not bitter. About Unlike that. something else yeah, that we had okay. that day. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, breakover angle on the Ford map. What it you got? It is 24.2. Uh, 23.9. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and we'll find out here in a minute why that is or a part of the yeah. reason why that so, is. So, uh, going to ground clearance on uh, the Ranger. And this one was a little surprising. I think to both of us. Yeah. Because the Toyota cab seems shorter overall than what the Ranger it is. did. It is. Uh, so 9.7 in, uh, inches of ground clearance on the Ranger. 9.4 in the Tacoma. Yeah. So you pointed out while we we're off-roading in them, uh, I had an inch smaller tire, wheel tire combo than you did. I was riding on 16s. You were on... 17s. Yep. So, but they had the same aspect ratio and the same... Uh, same width, so knowing that most people will go out and fit new wheels and tires in serious off-roading conditions, sure. uh, that that is a number that could be rectified. Oh, post haste. Same, same with uh, these others in in that sure. regard as sure. well. So uh, very closely matched. 
but still uh, quite interesting. I'm I'm in gonna the, guess though too that that does not include the um, the rock slider it, it, steps it, that it, were on. You the, mean uh, the shin busters? The shin, <laughs> yeah. So the the one that we were delivered did come with uh, the uh, side steps, the off road heavy duty side steps that uh, had great traction. They were they were great. Yeah, yeah. In, until I, I went to go load my kid in the back, and every time, kid you not, <laughs> we went to the zoo today. Kid you not, busting my shit on. Yep, and, and they. They don't move. Ah, they hurt. This is on the Ranger. Yes, they had yes. big nasty steps so, on it. Uh, a few more things, maybe the daily livable stuff that uh, more people would care about. Um, given that we did have the trimmer package, which is a $4,290 option yep. on the Lariat or the XLT yes. uh, version of I the I have bones Ranger. to pick about that as well. Right. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> MSRP... Starting for for the Ranger Lariat thirty eight seven eighty five. I'll help you out with that one. I know it's a little Thank small you. print. Yeah. Uh, you add the four grand for the trimmer, and you're within the ballpark of the forty six seven eighty on the TRD Pro. Yeah, they're pretty close, but the the Ranger does edge out being mm-hmm. underneath the the Tacoma a little bit. Uh, engines. Yeah. So uh, this is where they were probably most different, uh, where the Taco was a little more dinosaur and the Ford was leaning a little more new age. Definitely. So what did you have? So I had the 2.3 EcoBoost. How many cylinders? Four. Yeah, see? There's four. All of their marketing... Yeah. Everything that Ford does, they they leave off that no. it's a four cylinder. Hey, I'll call it. It was yeah. it was a four banger, yeah. and uh, and it had a, a nice little turbo on it with some VGT action, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a stout little sucker. And what transmission did you have? Uh, it had ten speed automatic. And so I driving the Taco had the old school three point five liter naturally aspirated V six. With a six-speed auto. With some fancy dual overhead multi-whatever-valve yeah, yeah, garbage yeah. that they do. Yeah. yeah, but still tried and true, no turbo lag. Antiquated. It it, it went yeah. when I wanted it to. Yeah. Didn't have to wait for anything. It, it made a lot of noise. I, it made <laughs> a lot of noise. And, I mean, you had to get it up over 4,500 RPM for it to really come yeah, alive. Yeah. But it, it would eventually come alive. So, horsepower and torque. What did you have? 270 and 310 horsepower and torque respective. Which that is actually a very impressive torque number. I, yeah, it's 310 from a little four banger. Uh, because I was running 278, had you by eight horsepower, and 265 pound feet of torque. So, yeah. so I got uh, you by yeah, 42. Yeah, coming in short on, on the torque there. So. Uh, very interesting, and where it really played out, uh, I had 1822 city highway mileage, and yeah. I can attest to this because before we off-roaded them, I took it to Dallas and back right. for uh, the State Fair of Texas. The Ranger is slated for 2126, and my time of driving it, I was just just north of 21 MPG, yeah. which was quite impressive. Oh, definitely. But what I hated on that one. Uh oh. This is the first time I can really just say it just bugged the mess out of me was the electronic start stop. Oh. On 
<laughs> on the little four banger. It's, it's such a tiny fuel efficient engine. Right. In that Ford Ranger, two point three liters. Just let it idle. Yeah. And every time I'd come to a stop, it shut off. And we're in Texas. It is getting cooler. It is fall, y'all. But it, you know, you still need the AC running. Oh yeah. And my dad, my seventy year old dad, has always been asking me since I told him that this is something that vehicles are doing now, where they kick them off to save fuel. He's like, well, what about the air conditioning? What about the air conditioning? Well, it keeps the fan on, but obviously the compressor's off. And not even two minutes sitting at a light, oh, no. No. the engine has to come back on because yeah. it's getting too hot in the cab. And in my mind, I'm like, what are we saving here? Yeah. How much fuel are we honestly saving with this feature? So that's that's my rant. There was, uh, so. yeah, I, my, my wife, Emily, noted it like I had a radio up a couple of times. We were jamming, buzzing through town and stop at a light and, uh, and it would shut off and she wouldn't notice it shut off, but she would notice the semi-violent, uh, shake that <laughs> it created as it fired back up, Yes, you know, one and a half rotations and it was busted off and running. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, what, what, what just happened? What was going on? I said, it's the start stop. And, and so then from that point on, she was looking for mm-hmm, it. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, I would wager that it was between 20 and 30 seconds that it would stay off before it it would kick back on again. It really was not doing much. No, it really wasn't. And did did you notice it throttled the fan Mm -hmm. as well? Mm -hmm. So not only was the compressor not spinning, which means... No cold air. No cold air is coming out, but... Barely any air at all. (laughs) Yes. And and on top of that, driving them back from our little off-road excursion... Uh, I pulled up next to an older taco who he had done some modification to his and I was sitting next to him at a light and, you know, kind of checking it out, seeing what this other midsize truck has to offer and the engine shuts off. And And then of course, naturally before we set off again, it starts up and I'm like, is there anything more annoying (laughs) or embarrassing than to be checking out another vehicle and have your engine shut off and come back on (laughs) to save fuel? Right. uh, I I was embarrassed in in that instance because I was just like, this on this engine, this is a pointless feature. I could see it on a huge, like six, two gas guzzler, maybe. Yeah. But in, in this little bitty two, three, four cylinder. No, like, Come on, Ford. Well, and and for those of you wondering, yes, there is a button to turn it off. The problem is, every time you get in the truck, you have to turn it off. In order for Ford to claim the fuel savings on the window sticker, it has to be a non, uh, yep, a non-defeatable, uh, recurring instance, so that you whatever actually the have jargon to, is. Yeah, Basically, every time you turn the truck off and back yeah, on again, every it time resets, the engine so cycles, you got it. It's yeah. it's a pain. Yeah. Uh, towing capacity. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, what you got in your, uh, well, let's do payload first. So your Ranger, uh, 1850 pounds. All right. I had 1155. So, Ouch. Yeah. Coming a little short there. Uh, I will say the bed on that Ranger is so much taller. Yeah. Visually. And actually, like, it is so deep. You could fit so much more. The Taco has such a shallow bed compared to all of its competition. Yeah. Uh, so that also plays a factor into it. So I, I don't know. 
Before you start overflowing out of the, the, the bed of the Tacoma, I really am not quite sure uh, exactly what you'd be able to get away with there. So, all right, towing capacity. Towing capacity. And this is my pet peeve of the time with the Ranger. <laughs> yes. Um, not the fact that it trumps the taco hey, by a lot. spoiler alert. What? Uh, 7,500 pounds. 6,400 yeah. on my side. So, yeah. yeah, so 1,100 pounds difference with the Tacoma. Now... This is this is where and we can get into it. We're over on our stat time anyway. But. Yeah, this will be the end of it, right here. <clears throat> so, uh, I had the brilliant idea mm-hmm. because we are. It really was brilliant. I, I applaud you for it. Quickly approaching a thousand subscribers so on YouTube. Very I mean, close. like. Like somebody grabbed fifth and punched it again. Yeah. By the time you're listening to this, we may already be there. It's that fast. So, so we have already committed to uh, reviewing my car mm-hmm. for that 1,000 hurdle. Uh, 2007 subs. Subaru Impreza. Yes. 2.5i. Yeah. Uh, base, base. It's got power windows. Whoop, and whoop. that's it. Um, and uh, so... I had I, I had the idea, let's load my car on a trailer, and let's trailer it out to Barnwell. We'll shoot the trucks, and then we can review my car mm-hmm. at least in part mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. at Barnwell, and uh, and kind of scratch the surface on some of its rally heritage, right. uh, and and see what it would do out there. And then also tow test. And then both yeah, in the process, pickups. be able to tow test both rigs. So. I had the taco. You had the Ranger. Mm-hmm. You had run over to Dallas for the state fair on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I loaded up the car uh, Wednesday evening, had it hitched to the truck. I was ready to go Thursday morning. And uh, you and I, because you were coming from Dallas, I was coming from Tyler. We met in Gilmer mm-hmm. and uh, exchanged stories, went to the bathroom, and then jumped on the road again. Mm-hmm. And I'm following you to Barnwell, and we don't get two miles down the road, and I call you. <laughs> Yep. And I say, Corey, you know what we're not doing on the way home this afternoon? He said, what? I said, we're not towing with the Ranger. Because there's no stupid hitch on the back of this truck. So, yeah, um, I probably spent more time with the Ranger than you. And definitely by that point in time, because we we're swip- swapping rigs swapping around that at day. that point, didn't even occur to me to think, to look. Yeah. To see if it had a hitch because we're in Texas. Like, put a hitch on your truck. Like, just, well, and, uh, yeah. A, a step beyond that. So, in the TRD Pro, I looked for, and I even asked uh, a co worker who has a TRD off road mm-hmm. 2021, um, is there a tow haul button on this thing? Is there a setting? Is there a mode? Is there something? There's not one. It does have a manual shift mode, mm-hmm. which I used mm-hmm. going and coming. And, that made a huge difference on uh, on cooking down the road. Uh, I basically I pushed it over in manual mode on the way home and left it in fifth, yeah. so that it would never kick into overdrive because the three hundred RPMs difference between fifth and sixth gear wasn't worth the headache of it kicking <laughs> yeah. out of sixth gear every time there was an ounce of incline. So, yeah. um, but I I I found it incredibly ironic that the Ranger with no hitch. Has a tow haul button. Yeah, yes. Uh, a whole tow haul mode in it and has the top trump of the two in, in towing. towing capacity. Yeah. Maybe not as spec because uh, the Ranger 
with the trimmer package, you do get a lifted suspension, different tires, and so it probably you you're probably not getting all seventy five hundred. Let's be honest. Okay, maybe but, seven thousand. Yeah, but still, even if it's at sixty four hundred, like the Tacoma. Yeah. Like, That's 6,400 pounds you're leaving on the table because there's not a daggum hitch underneath the back of it. From the factory. So that's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Be aware as you're shopping. Uh, speaking of shopping, I've got essentially the window sticker for each yeah. pulled up. Uh, your final price as tested was? $815. I'm sorry, what? It was, I mean, roughly like $47,000 and... for a mid-sized truck. $47,815. And uh, four cylinders in that sucker. Right. And uh, mine. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. $48,523. I at least Uh. got two more cylinders with mine. So, yeah, but uh, it doesn't do you any good. It's got less torque. Yeah. It's only it's, uh, eight more horsepower. Yes, yes. So uh, he, here's here's my thing. So um, let's see. 52 minus 37 is 15 divided by 37. Um, I'm going to play old man griping, uh, grumpy old man, just for a little bit right here. Because okay. Uh, I previously owned a full-size truck. You have as well. But uh, I bought mine brand new. Right. It was a 2007 Silverado. Okay. It was right as they changed over to body style and had the 5.3 liter V8. It was two-wheel drive, but it was as close to top of the line as you could get without going to the LTZ. Right. Like, it had leather seats. It had buckets. It had a sunroof. It, it had... Everything I wanted except for four-wheel drive and maybe a Z71 package. So it stickered for 37 brand new. Right. Full-size V8 truck. 15 years ago. Yes. Um, I have specced out a similarly equipped 21 uh-huh. Silverado. Uh-huh. And the price has increased over that 15 years. 41%. Half in, as much again. In that amount of time. Trucks in general, especially, have gotten too daggum expensive. That's insane. Because these two midsize rigs cost 10 grand more than my full size rig did in 07. Yep. And so you asked me, would I buy either of these? And. I guess my old, I'm getting old here and I'm <laughs> becoming a cheap st- cheapskate. I've got two paid off vehicles right now. I'm liking not having a, a, a payment and I'm looking at these window stickers going, my gosh, the last truck I paid for was 10 grand cheaper and so much more truck. Yeah. And you could make some sacrifices in, you know, some creature comforts and things of that nature and get a full size nowadays for not much more than these two. And it could be your family vehicle because it can truly seat five in ultimate comfort, maybe even six if you get a bench, which neither one of these have an option for a front bench seat. Uh, You and I sat in both rear seats and were thoroughly underwhelmed (laughs) with the rear seats in these vehicles. They are not for full-size adult friendly. No. Neither one of them. I would say the Ranger is more so than the taco. It edged out 
just ever so slightly in the backseat department. And I think you alluded to it earlier. The Taco's cab just seems so much more compressed. Yeah. And it's true. In the Tacoma, you're basically... The seat is basically on the floor, whereas in the Ranger, you are lifted up above the floor. You have more of a chair-type experience. Well, and even at that, I I found myself uh, trying to... I struggled with the ergonomics in the Ranger much more than I did in the Tacoma. Well, you like sitting on the ground anyway. I like like that element of it for sure, Uh, but I... Even in the, in the Tacoma, I found myself moving the seat up some so that I could see out and over the hood a little mm-hmm. more. But in the Ranger, I, I couldn't find the right spot. I finally settled on a spot that was somewhere in the middle. But, I mean, I could have stacked five or six of my hands mm-hmm. flat on top of my mm-hmm. head and still not touch the roof mm-hmm. in the Ranger compared to the Taco where, you, your I mean, I was is, within two yeah. inches of <laughs> yeah. touching the roof. So... It's wild the the drasticness and the in the differences between the two, and yet the overall dimensions are mm-hmm. so similar. Until you you know go to talking about the beds, because again you look at the bed on both of these rigs and you can tell the Ranger has way more depth to it than yes. the Tacoma. Yeah, uh, I, I would say the Ranger not only dwarfed the Tacoma kind of in stature and presence, uh, just because it. Seemed like a much taller truck, even yeah. though the numbers weigh out that it was less than an inch difference between the two. It, it was the proportions. It was that taller bed, which the tailgate looked and was oh, so much taller. Yeah. Which I found out the hard way. Uh, the taco had a damped tailgate where you open it and it slowly <laughs> lowers. Uh, the Ranger did not. Yeah. The first time I opened it, I expected boom. it to be, boom. It's like, okay, I, I guess I've been spoiled lately. I, it, nothing against it. I mean, no, it just how trucks have been practically my entire life. Well, and I had somebody tell me because I, I was showing the truck off at work, and I had somebody tell me, "I'd rather the truck yeah. not have the damp right, tailgate." Right. right. So, so there you go. I, I did find it easier to close, yeah. ironically, than yeah. the tacos. So I, I I feel like everything that was slowing the Tacoma's tailgate down opening also, also slowed, slowed it, it going on in. the way up. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, these two vehicles, while are they are in the same class, they are supposedly built for the same mission because the TRD Pro is meant for off-roading. Right. The trimmer meant for off-roading. Yep. You and I discovered very quickly out at Barnwell that that wasn't 100% the case in reality, that these had two very distinct personalities and approaches and ways they went about things yeah so you spent more time in both out at barnwell why don't you kind of give us that that assessment of the dichotomy between the two so i drove the the tacoma out and uh and took it out to where we were going to start shooting initially and it's familiar it's comfortable it's it's uh it's the typical pickup and it's especially typically Toyota, uh, very familiar Toyota. We had the Forerunner TRD Pro before, and uh, and I know that they share a lot of components uh, built on the same platform, that type of thing. Right, and so, right. so it was very familiar in that regard. And the dash, though, laid out very differently. Yes. Um, the fact that the Tacoma has an electronically shiftable four wheel drive system 
versus the Forerunner having the actual manhandle <laughs> manual yes transfer case. Uh, I prefer the old school yes transfer case from the Forerunner so much more because you and I both. Had trouble getting it in and out of four low. We could have been done a half hour sooner with our shooting. <laughs> yeah. If that thing would have had a manual shift for the meanwhile, the, the Ranger case. had a, an electronic system as well, and, and no problems with yeah, it. Yeah, so, it dropped yeah. right in. the The Toyota seemed like the nannies were keeping it from shifting when you told it to. Right. So the yeah, it it had to be sitting just so. And it, sometimes it had to be in neutral. Sometimes you had to move it up. Sometimes you had to move it back. Sometimes you had to hold it, your right leg yeah. up and squint yeah. your eyes just right. Yeah. Right. Bite your tongue and stick one foot out the door with the door shut in order to. <laughs> I, it was just ridiculous trying to get that thing in and out of four high and four low. Four low was the worst. It was just, it was terrible. The Ranger, on the other hand, was very direct. It was shift on the fly into four high, mm-hmm. um, and had trail trail uh, management mode or tra- terrain management. Uh, yes, where it was just a button. You had four different terrains you could cycle through, and much like the Ford Bronco on which, well, that's much like the Ford Bronco, which is based on the Ranger. Uh, there are presets that you can you know dial things in. That's what you had with the Ranger, just less so. Uh, right. The Broncos got like seven goat modes. The Ranger had four. And one of which was normal. So right. it really only had three. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I did mess around with those a little bit. Uh, both trucks have uh, a crawl mode or an off-road cruise control. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mess with either of them. Well, to be fair, uh, the Tacoma system is identical to what was in the Forerunner. It we, is. We tested that out in the Forerunner and thoroughly impressive system. It 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 is not uh downhill assist it is a true off-road cruise it'll go up and down it will keep you at a speed yes. uh regardless of incline yes and uh so that is a nifty feature that um comes in handy when needed again we did not have a ton of time out there to thoroughly put both of these through all of the paces especially the taco which we felt like we had already kind of done and uh, then it did have four, I believe, different draft modes. I know Mogul, Sand Rock. It, it, very it had similar. some modes as well. Yeah. I, the big thing I was worried about was four low, locked rear differential yeah. for the crawling and whatnot that we were doing with it. And, uh, and, and, and it did all of that. I was worried about the wheelbase because the wheelbase On in— which the, one? In, well, both. both, frankly, but the wheelbase in the Tacoma— being so much longer than the Forerunner, I was afraid that the uh, breakover angle was going to be more of an issue for that truck. And it wasn't at all. Right. Uh, I I may have touched the belly once, but, uh, yeah, it it handled all the articulation and hills. And And, and everything that we went over in the Tacoma and in the Ranger this time was more washed out than what it was yes. when we <laughs> yes. when we went previously in the Forerunner. So it wasn't that we were taking any easier lines. It was it was the same stuff, if not a little more difficult for right. these trucks. So um, the only approach or uh, the only breakover angle issue that I had was dragging the steps on the Ranger. Yep. The the biggest 
takeaway for me as far as the off-road aspect of it, both high speed and slow speed, um, the, the crawling and whatnot, the Tacoma didn't care. It did not care. You point it in a direction. Yes. You give it a little goose and it would go and it would rock through and articulate if you had the rear diff locked, it would hardly spin at all. That naturally aspirated V6, it no just, turbo lag, it just wanted to go. The Ranger, on the other hand, while it did everything that I asked it to do, and it felt more nimble mm-hmm. doing everything that I asked it to do, it also felt more fragile. Fragile, you say? Yes. And I think it was because, I mean, the front fenders were plastic. The front bumper is has plastic parts on it. Right. The hood is aluminum. The doors are aluminum. The bed is aluminum. I mean, everything about this truck is let's save as much weight as possible, which is a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Yes, it increases fuel economy, but mass and weight can be your friend when it comes to how that vehicle acts and reacts to the terrain that it's coming in right. contact right. with. So. To have a lighter vehicle, and Ford is notorious for how light their steering is. Mm-hmm. Um, so the combination of having a lighter vehicle and the super light steering, and to be honest, a little bit twitchy of a turbo four-cylinder. I mean, that that turbo was ready to fire. As soon as you touched that pedal, it was it was spooling in and it was going. Yeah. It made it fun yeah. on the high-speed yep. stuff. Yep. But it did make it a little twitchy and a little, I found myself sawing at the wheel a little more with it uh, when it came to the slow speed stuff, just because of how much more it reacted to what it was driving over and how, how much more it reacted to my input. Yeah. Hey, gearheads, we are coming to you again for our second annual car show. GT Garage Talk's Unlikely Heroes Car Show, presented by Car Wash by Kane at Hilltop Church of the Nazarene here in Tyler, Texas. Saturday, October 23rd, 2021, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., this car show will be unlike any other because we are celebrating the vehicles that do all of the dirty work of commuting us around day-to-day but get none of the recognition. That's right. We want to see your daily drivers, your beaters, your cars missing body panels and parts, and the cars with warning lights lit up like Christmas on the dashboard. We will be giving out many different awards in different categories like biggest puddle left behind, most missing body panels, or even our $100 cash prize going to the winner of Car Wash by Kane's People's Choice Award winner. This year we'll also have a special addition to the car show, a touch a truck event for kids. This will be your kids' opportunity to get up close and personal with some big vehicles they may not get to see any other way fire trucks, patrol cars, and more. Entry to both events is free, but you must register your car if you want to be featured in our show and to be eligible for prizes. Registration is only $15, with a portion going to support a local charity. More information can be found at gtgaragetalk.com slash carshow. We cannot wait to see you and your unlikely hero out at our car show. Whereas the Tacoma, you just pointed in that direction and it went. (laughs) 
Yeah, so uh, we we started off our review. You kind of jabbed at the Tacoma that it was the grandpa of the two, and uh, grandpa was showing the kid kind of what was up out there. Oh yeah, he he did not care. No, um, much like the forerunner before it that we tested out there, point shoot and go, and yeah. it it thoroughly was a blast out there. So of the two. If you had to choose one, which one are you coming home with? I think I know. <sighs> to live with daily, it would probably be the Ranger. If it were solely a weekend toy and we lived closer to a place like Barnwell, I would say the TRD. Wow. Because that T, like like we said, the TRD did not care yep. out there. It had so much fun. There, there were some drawbacks of it. Uh, highway cruising and acceleration. The engine makes a lot of noise before it does anything. <laughs> and with the TRD upgraded exhaust, it just makes a lot of noise, period. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, and, and the cab was smaller. The rear seat was worse. The, it just, mm, the economy's worse. Yeah. It, it, it's especially just, especially when you're towing. Yeah. So, um, the ironic part was I was meeting up with you after coming from the State Fair of Texas where I got to see for the first time with my own eyes the brand new Toyota Tundra, yes. the full-size truck. And just seeing all that Toyota is putting in and behind that rig after 15-plus years <laughs> of soldiering on leaves me scratching my head. Is the taco truly next? Like, are they going to invest in the Tacoma now? Because it's due. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the change in 21 Tundra to 22 Tundra is so drastic. Oh, man. That I'm almost a little scared because the Tacoma has such a loyal following. Right. Like, I, I don't know if they could pull off such a drastic change. It, it would and be interesting. The comments that we're getting on our Tundra review video or our unveiling video that we have up on youtube are uh of two very opposite camps the toyota faithful and those who want to bash toyota on every chance they get <laughs> so i i really don't know what the future holds for the tacoma but i do know it's it's long in the tooth and ford is already teasing the 22 ranger and some updates that they're doing there uh Again, I'll keep saying it. The Bronco is based off the Ranger platform. Right. So everything that they've learned and applied to Bronco can now trickle back to the Ranger and be implemented there. Um, so there, there's a lot going on in this segment. The Frontier just is essentially all new for the first time in 16 years. It's right. riding on essentially the same frame, but everything else is all new. Uh, the Colorado Canyon, what are, what are we going to see happen there? So It'll probably go electric. Yeah, probably. So the midsize truck segment is getting interesting, to say the least, and, and it'll be interesting to see where they go and what they do from here. Um, yeah, I, I, I've got complaints with both. Agreed. Ne neither one was perfect. Right. Uh, I did appreciate the color so much on the Ranger. <laughs> uh, I bonded very well with the color it, it yes i want bright and loud i loved the lunar rock don't get me oh, wrong yeah. but yeah. i like loud colors but uh, getting into the ranger after hopping out of the mock e 
for uh, the week that we had it. Everything I liked about the Mach-E that made it feel not like a Ford <laughs> was immediately undone because the Ranger was immediately familiar as nothing but a Ford. Yeah. The ga- the gauges were like the last expedition I had been in. The All the noises. I hate the Ford noises. The only <laughs> Ford noise in the Mach-E that I noticed was when you closed the hatch. It did the... Oh, no- yeah. Yeah. That Fords do way too much, but like the turn signal sound, the... Uh, just every noise that <laughs> the Ranger made, I was like, ah, it's a Ford. And just but, like, everywhere I looked, it was like, ah, it's a Ford. But it yeah. wasn't the Toyota beep Ugh. when you did anything Ugh. with that Tacoma. That's like, oh, and what gets me is we live in Texas. There are jacked up trucks everywhere you look here. And Tundras are no different. I mean, they come from San Antonio. Like every tundra you see comes from San Antonio. There are a lot of them around here and a lot of them lifted around here. And it kills me when somebody walks away and locks it. Beep. Same beep is on a Camry, is on a RAV4, is on a Tacoma. Yeah. Yeah. And it just beeps and beeps and beeps. Everything. (gasps) You leave the door open and don't close it after you get out. It's going to beep at you until you close it. It's just Uh too much. Yep. Uh, mentioned, uh, so the back seats on both of them, severely flawed. Uh, to get to the underseat storage of the Tacoma, you had to flip it forward, and he had a little bit there. And uh, to get to it on the Ranger, you lift up, which is the proper way. The problem is I was hauling a car seat in the back of both rigs whenever I had them. The Ranger's rear seat is not split fold. Nope. So you got a car seat in there, you're not getting to your underseat storage. At all. And it is a pain to put a car seat in either of those trucks. After putting it in the 100% proper way in the Tacoma the first time, I said never again (laughs) for a press rig. Well, I, because you had to fold the Tacoma's, the backrest, you had to fold it forward to get to the latch on the rear bulkhead of the cab. Right. But you also had to pull that strap tight which makes unlatching it near impossible because uh-huh. you're defeating, like, yeah, you have oh, to I'm, snug it up I'm, to the back mm-hmm. of the, <laughs> the seat as tight as possible, which means you can't pull it forward to unlatch it. Like, I, mm. after that, I said, I'm doing the seatbelt through the back method right. for the rear latch and still had the lower anchor points well, there- on both. But I said, never again am I attempting that. And it is why... I believe crossovers are so popular because my car is near impossible to put the car to bend your arm in the proper way to get that rear latch <laughs> on either of the outboard sides. So I've got him sitting in the middle in my cruise and my wife's Jeep, you just throw it over the back, go around to the hatch, and it's so much easier to oh, crossover. Yeah. yeah. The Ranger wasn't much better. The whole back uh, of the seat folded forward, which mm-hmm. you would think would make it easier, mm-hmm. but similar issue with the headrest on the TRD. It, it, once you got it latched, you had to tighten it up, but you couldn't tighten it up until the back of the seat was back yep. against the wall. And then but how you are you supposed to get it out? You, know, you couldn't get it tight once it was back up against the wall, and then you had to slam it back so that it would latch because the latch for the seat was in the way, and it just, yeah, it was... Neither one was not child good. seat friendly whatsoever which 
has me very curious. We're about to put a lot of miles on a full-size rig. Yes. And a child seat will be tethered in the back for that entire way, and yep. I want to do it the proper way. So even though I said never again on either of these rigs, I will be doing it the quote-unquote proper way as designed in the Ford F-150 King Ranch that we will be getting to Power boost. to replace this uh, Ford Ranger. Yep. So uh, more on that coming up. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Go find us on YouTube, and you'll see uh, reviews of not only the two rigs we've been talking about all day today, but also that Ford F-150 King Ranch, which I'm very excited about. Power Boost, which we're both very excited about. Long Bed, which only yes. you are excited I'm about. I'm so stoked. Oh, my god! I love the look of it. It's just, this it's is going to be a mile perhaps the longest vehicle I've ever piloted in everyday life. Uh, I, I've driven some, you know, 15 passenger vans and stuff. Uh, but this well, thing is no longer than that. This thing is long, man. Uh, mm. it's no longer than a 15 passenger van. Are you sure? Yes. Well, I'm going to have to check wheelbases on that because uh-huh, uh-huh. like, uh, looking at this thing and it's brown, <laughs> like it's, it's brown. <laughs> it's, it's the big long turd, which well, is funny because we've been driving a TRD yeah. <laughs> and everybody's oh, yeah. been calling that the turd. The turd. TRD, Derek, yeah. yeah. Well, for me... Um, yeah, which which of these two rigs are you... Uh, I I struggled with this one, and I, I struggled with this one the most once I got in the Ranger because I had an expectation of the Ranger, and, and maybe that was my downfall. I 100% know it's the downfall. Yeah, because I saw Ranger Trimmer, and I was stoked. Mm-hmm. I have been stoked since the trimmer badge was slapped on the side of a Ranger back in January. I remember sending you the press Super release. Super <laughs> excited about this truck. Super excited about the the lift kit and the wider wheels and the bigger tires and the graphics kit, which this one didn't have. But thankfully, <laughs> uh, you know the stitching in the back seat and all this stuff. And I had to double take when when the truck showed up because. It was a Ranger Lariat mm-hmm. trimmer, mm-hmm. and I got in it, and it was incredibly basic. Yeah, on the inside. Yeah, and for me to be a Lariat means it's a top dog. Like yeah. King Ranch should be the only one that that crests. Right. I know there's the Platinum too, but like a Lariat is a nice truck. You can get a nice XLT, but the Lariat should be. Nice. Especially nice yeah. leather, everything, and you know all the all the bells and whistles. And well, when was, when you downgrade to the midsize segment, that's not so much the case, is it? I, I guess not. And the takeaway for me with it was, it's it just wasn't that special. It was too generic Ford inside. It was very very generic on the inside. It was great around town, mm-hmm. zipping in and out of traffic, swinging into the spot at Sonic, like it was doing a, all the things. It was wonderful. It was a much more compliant, much ready more. to go city vehicle than the Taco. I would, I would trust. Well, I would trust my wife in any rig, but she would be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the Ranger than she would be the Tacoma, simply by the driving dynamics. Yes. Um, which I know we haven't really got a whole lot. And into. again, that lighter steering and stuff like that all those comes things. into play 
maneuvering parking spots. So yeah, I get it. It it definitely was the better daily livable vehicle of the two. But the thing that that bothered me the most about this, and and probably the thing that has bothered me since they decided to make a trimmer Ranger, is that it's not a Raptor. Yep. I was excited because it's an off-road package for a truck that I was really excited about anyway. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is the first time that I've been around a Ranger at all. Right, me too. in it and driven it and experienced it. And we hardly even have any around town. Uh, Yeah, they're rare around here anyway. Although when I'm in them, I see them all over the place. Yeah, I saw at least three today. (laughs) But uh, to get a trimmer package, I knew meant wheels and tires, a lift kit, maybe some nice shocks and it wasn't going to be the ZR2 killer that I was hoping that it would be. It wasn't going to be a Ranger Raptor, which for whatever reason, everybody but the U S gets right. What the heck? So, uh, I'm waiting for you to say it. You said it about all the Chevy's off-road products. Come on. Oh, it's a cop out. Thank you. It is absolutely a cop out. Yeah. Um, so much more again, the Bronco is built on this platform. We have sampled excellent Bronco content. Absolutely. And love that rig. Like, again, hopping into that does not feel like hopping into this Ranger. It felt special. It was not your typical Ford. There were typical Ford things in there, but it it did not feel like a Ford. I, I kid you not, jumping into this Ranger, I was instantly regressed into last generation's expedition yeah the last one that's the last expedition i've been in was the last gen expedition that's exactly what i felt getting into this the sounds the look of the gauges uh the steering wheel the just everything i was like wow this is this is just old school ford and they're showing in their newer products this F-150 we're about to get is gorgeous on the inside. Yeah. Uh, the new Bronco is not gorgeous, but is cool on the inside and different and special. The Mach-E, absolutely different and special to any Ford product I have ever been in. It blew me away on the inside. Yeah. So, yeah, getting into this, I was just like, ugh, it's typical Ford. and ugh. I hate to dredge up old news, but the GT500 that I was in. Mm-hmm back in uh in april mm-hmm. uh it didn't feel as special as what one would consider the lesser car right the challenger wide body right uh that we got in later that month it, right. it just wasn't nothing on the inside of it stood out to me the right. recaros were awesome i Naturally. loved the seats yeah. because there were recaros the brakes were amazing the engine was awesome, but it was too quiet because I couldn't hear the supercharger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that that car handled was amazing, but I didn't feel special. I didn't feel anything out of the ordinary or above ordinary right. on the inside of that car. So, you know, we're kind of bashing the trimmer here for not being special or different. The taco really wasn't special or different, but it's got such a cult following and... It is what it is. Like people aspire the brand, the, the entire segment aspires to knock the Tacoma off its pedestal and its sales lead. And while we proved that the Ranger was definitely capable when 
push came to shove and the road ended, uh, I, I, I struggle to think that it is enough to sway people away from the tried and true. Yeah, well, and I wonder, too, if it's not that element of uh, refinement and, and having been polished for decades yeah, yeah. That, that gives credence to the Tacoma. But it's also, this may be it. The Ranger is trying to do something. The Ranger is trying yes. to prove something. Yes. The Tacoma has nothing to prove. It's already proven it. It's there. Yeah. It's done it. It's been there. It's bought the T-shirt and <laughs> yes. half the village. Yes. And, I mean, it, it. no holds barred. The Tacoma will do it. Yeah. The Ranger comes in, and it tries to best it. Yeah. And it's different, and it's new, and it's wild, and it. it's like the new kid at school. Yeah. He's got to come in and prove himself. Right. And yet, the popular kid that's been at school forever ends up being the guy that gets the quarterback job because yeah anyway well there you have it uh we <laughs> we spent a week uh in two differently similar vehicles very yeah uh, they were they were just alike but very different yeah very much their own personality each one of them uh which you know um, so which one did you actually say you would land on? I haven't y picked one. Yeah. You said you you would feel more comfortable and you think your wife would feel more comfortable if y'all had the Ranger. Well, what was... If what? it if it had to be between these two trucks, mm -hmm. Aspect. I, would, I would take the Toyota. Okay. If I could pick a different trim, I would have the Ranger. What, how would you spec the Ranger? It would be an XLT 4x4. Still trimmer? No. Okay. Interesting. Because nope. you would do all, all that stuff to it. Yourself. I would probably do some of it myself, but but it's it's not capable enough with the Fox shocks and the three quarters of an inch of yeah. extra ground clearance and yeah. the different wheels and tires to warrant the price tag, number one. But number two, it's no more capable. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, I could put bigger wheels and tires on it and get the same kind of ground clearance out of right. it that, that right. it came with anyway. So for me, it doesn't make sense. And that's where I struggle here as well. You asked me if I would buy either of them because I really, really liked driving around in that Ranger. Again, it had that on-road presence and comfort and everything that I wanted on-road. Uh, but no, I wouldn't buy it for my gripe earlier and the price is just ridiculous um but if i'm shopping in the segment you know me i am a gm fanboy yeah unabashedly so and i'm over here pricing out right now let's see here i could get for forty-five thousand dollars, i could get a colorado zr2 and with that, the diesel uh, no, oh. the diesel costs a little bit more. You're starting at forty eight, forty nine. Yeah. So you're cresting the price tag of both of our test rigs with that diesel. Uh, I have not tested a Colorado ZR2. I have driven a Colorado, but I have not driven a Colorado ZR2. Uh, I have not sampled it with a diesel. But I can say I have driven a Gladiator with a diesel. My goodness. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Torque. For 
days yeah. in that thing. So yeah. uh, if I'm shopping the midsize segment with my hard-earned dollars, if it has to be a midsize truck, I, I'm I'm cross-shopping Gladiator and Colorado Zero Two. Let's be honest. That's well, and I'll I'll, I'll run along the same lines. If it's got to be a midsize truck, I'm probably going to go Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, and Gladiator Diesel. Yeah. I, I've, man, I, I'm hoping that Jeep brings more back to the event that we are about to head off to. Yeah. Because I want you to be able to sample. I loved the off-road course as it was. The last obstacle was a near vertical hill <laughs> is what it felt like. And the Gladiator and Wranglers, both diesel, uh, just walked right up it. Yeah not even breaking a sweat. I yep. was just like, man, <laughs> this please. <laughs> Can I take this one home? <laughs> so. so speaking of the upcoming event, we yes. have two huge upcoming events. Oh my goodness, yes. The first so, one that so we're going so. to this weekend. Uh, as you're listening to this, uh, if you're listening to it as it releases, yeah, we are days away from setting off for mere minutes away <laughs> from uh, to <laughs> the Texas Auto Riders Association's Texas Truck Rodeo. Yes, and uh, if you've been a fan of us for a while, you know I I headed off to that event this time last year. It's where I got to sit in a TRX and drive a TRX for Without the first me. time. Yep, uh, it's where I got to drive a Hellcat Durango for the first time. Without me. It's where I got to drive a $420,000 Rolls-Royce off-road. I probably would have let you without me on that one. <laughs> that was so insane. It was a vehicle twice the price of my house, and then some that I was taking off-road. And had it had the off-road tires on it, it would have been cleared to do everything that everyone else did. That is insane to me. Yeah, and it's I would insane. have gotten you in it. It it is insane why anyone would purple. spend four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. It's a different world, and then Matt. take it off in the dirt. It's a whole different world. If I'm yeah. spending that kind of money, I'm buying a monster truck. Yeah, yeah, that's you, the, yes. I'm I'm buying a house and some vehicles <laughs> to fill the garage. What are you talking about? No, uh, totally different clientele for that vehicle. It, it was interesting. Uh, a vehicle I tested there, I, I feel bad. We were just getting into the whole YouTube side of things, and I did not walk away with much YouTube content from last year's rodeo. It was my first rodeo, uh, let's be honest. There we go again. Yeah, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed the Land Rover Defender, and I hope it m makes a return appearance. I hope the 90 makes an appearance. So I, I got to sample the four-door 110 version. I hope the two-door 90 version is there this year because, you mean, man, oh, man, I enjoyed it. You mean so the Bronco much. that came out before the Bronco came out? <laughs> it, it's got very similar lines to it, yes, and uh, it is much more luxurious inside. I would love to follow the paper trail and phone calls between Ford and Land Rover <laughs> when all that was going down. I promise you there is some shared engineering in yeah. there some. Where? Uh, I, I was thoroughly impressed. And of all the vehicles that were there, um, to have one to keep, uh, which, let's face it, we're replacing my wife's vehicle next, and I'm inheriting the Jeep that she currently drives, uh, I was very intrigued by the Land Rover Defender mm. last year at that event. So I'm really excited to get you behind the wheel of one of those. If, uh, let's hope and pray that they make a return appearance. Uh, uh, 
the board keeps everything very quiet from us. <laughs> and so we go into these events with so much anticipation and hope. And I, I cannot wait. We All we know, 49 vehicles. 49. And we have a day and a half to get through as many as possible. There's no way. There We're, is absolutely no way. We might get half. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe half. Yeah. So uh, that's that's one event that you and I have got coming up that we are super stoked about, and we'll be on our YouTube channel for oh yeah weeks and weeks to come because again forty nine vehicles to pick from. If there is a truck or an SUV that you want details on, that you want some specific something, a driving dynamic or color options or or a picture or something, picture something, let us know. And we'll uh, do our best. You can shoot us a message at gtgaragetalk at gmail.com. Yep, yep. Uh, you can instant message us on Facebook. Instagram, both at gtgaragetalk. All those things. Shoot us a message, ask us our questions, whatever it is, and we'll do what we can to fulfill those. Yep. Second event you and I have coming up. It's, the bigger, badder, better event. It's scary how quickly. <laughs> it, 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 we are less than a month out from oh. our second annual GT Garage Shocks Unlikely Heroes Car Show presented by Car Wash by Kane at Hilltop Church. How does it happen so quick? Blink and it's, it's here. Yeah. Like, it, it's crazy. Um, I will say just today I signed another vendor. We are going to have a vendor alley this year. I'm very <laughs> excited about vendor alley. So uh, I won't go into too much specifics, but uh, go to gtgaragetalk.com slash car show and you'll find out everything about the Unlikely Heroes car show, including how to register your vehicle. And we don't want just the hot, most high power, most beautiful, shiniest, most pristine. We won't turn you away if that's what you got. Right. We had a Lamborghini last year. Yeah. But we want the vehicles with a story. We, we want the vehicles held together by duct tape zip ties, right. uh, bubble gum, whatever the case may be. Uh, missing the, windows, missing fenders, missing The 93 Ford Taurus oh. wagon. No, the jelly bean Ford Taurus with the round window Ugh. and the... Oh, I saw one today and I couldn't... We, we've got these postcards that we've been leaving, personally inviting people to our show as we see vehicles around town. And I can't seem to find one of those. <laughs> I, I have found some good ones, though. Uh, a B9 Tribeca. Uh, if oh, you're man. familiar with uh, the Subaru brand, they going were going way back. They were about to go all in on some terrible design language <laughs> and naming nomenclature. Everything yeah. was going to be B something, and uh, it was going to have this horrible grill on it, which pretty your, awful. your actual everyday car actually has this design motif to it, but it was done well. When you applied it to a three-row SUV of the early to mid-2000s, yeah, did not translate. No. It was hideous. And many people rank it very close with the Aztec as one of the ugliest uh, vehicles to be produced in the modern era. Well, the, the first generation um, Cayenne kind of did the same yeah. thing. That that Porsche nose didn't yeah. translate yeah. well. They, they've since made that a view, oh, very yeah. beautiful oh, SUV. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's spectacular. Uh, speaking of Aztecs, though, Man, I want to get an Aztec at our show so bad. I had a friend in high school and college that had one. She loved it so much. And yeah. Or the 
the the Buick Rendezvous. Yeah, I did leave one on a rendezvous. <laughs> I got you almost uh, yeah, saying you did. it. <laughs> Uh, I got a VW camper van today. Yeah. I was very excited. A there. modern one at yeah, that. Yeah, I'm very ex- Like, I want, I want, I want so many yes. of these vehicles at yes, our show. Yes. I don't know how many people are just scoffing at these invites or think that they were massively laid out on vehicles. No, if you are in the Tyler East Texas area and you get uh, We Love Your Ride from GT Garage Talk, no, without a shadow of a doubt, we love your ride. Absolutely. <laughs> so... And you were handpicked. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it is an honor bestowed upon you <laughs> to receive one of these postcards. Uh, you may not think it. You may look at your vehicle like the Acura Integra that I was parked next to at Lowe's the other day with faded red paint all over. I was like, oh, yes, come to my show, please. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was so excited to leave one on there. Just, you know. You and I just need to take a day and get rid of all the other postcards that just we go have. Just canvas. Because it, it's so much fun. I think I had more <laughs> fun in the Lowe's parking lot than I did the Walmart parking lot. Ooh, yeah. But, uh, I, yes, oh, I love it. It. This is perhaps my favorite part of our show is putting out personal invites to people <laughs> because... Uh, ever since last year's show ended, I, I've just been aching. I've got one of last year's postcards right here in front of me. I'm like, ah, I need another one to just <laughs> stick on their car. So I'm going to figure out something for us to do in the meantime before the third annual show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. Hot take. Um, I guess I've committed myself to another Woo-hoo! another car show. There you and, go. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, if you want to know more from us, what we are doing, go to gtgaragetalk.com where you'll find links to everything we do, including our Facebook and our Instagram. There you will find out what is going up on YouTube before it's ever on YouTube, Yeah, including some behind-the-scenes stuff like my road trip to Amarillo. But until next time, bye. <laughs>